2: Oh, what are you playing? Yahtzee with friends.
1: Uh, Yahtzee. I had the board game Yahtzee. I've never learned how to play it.
0: What's Ya? What is Yahtzee?
2: It's taken over my life. It's like it's a I'm game. I'm doing a
1: pod called uh, my new Yahtzee app. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm the perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um Maybe I should do a Yahtzee um, Podcast or at least sort of Comedians tournament, it would be one of the most yeah. boring Things you could ever watch, just some people rolling dice That sounds quite uh, soothing It's really nice, so you get like a Grid um, <clears throat> And it's got different like categories That you need to like get, so you get three Rolls of five dice each Round and yeah. you're trying to like Fill in the grid and get as many points as possible It's yeah. one.
1: My little board had a lovely sort of red. Look at John zoning out.
0: I haven't got. No, I haven't got. I I really like that kind of like idea of playing something on your phone that's like past the time. But I haven't never found anything, so I might have to give oh, the artsy again. The
1: artsy app. Honestly, By the way, everyone, this is Chloe Pets. I thought I was recording. I wasn't. Idiot.
2: Yeah, we 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 were rec- we said some gold.
1: Yeah. Well, we, I think I've captured us. Just, yeah. Anyway, how are you, Chloe? I don't think we've ever met, have we?
2: We haven't ever met. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm a big fan of Brian and Charles. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you love very that. much. And John, you've probably done something good too.
1: Yeah, yeah, done loads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John's John. Can I say what you do, John? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're a football commentator.
0: Yeah, do I commentate for local radio, BBC Radio Devon? I do this. I'm um, at Business and broadcasting student at university um that's about it really he's really
2: that's good. Pretty cool student and you've already broken into the commentary that's things are looking good for you
0: yeah I did my first co commentary at Tell 16
2: years commentary
0: uh just just shot an email to the head of bbc radio Devon saying like you got any any chance i could hop on he was like yeah go for it <laughs>
2: That's pretty impressive. It would be more impressive if it had been the head of the whole BBC. you just be like any chance you couldn't yeah, Got it. Um,
1: yeah, FA Cup semi final you want that.
2: <laughs> so is it is it one of those jobs that it, it was like please, please, we're desperate. We need someone or or do you think um it was your talent?
0: Nah, they probably were desperate to be fair. But <laughs> now now I'd say they they I don't think they'd ask me back on if, if I was if I was bad. No, no So I my neighbour
1: so. could email tomorrow and get a
0: well, oh, I think I think you've got to have some sort of like Not I think I was I was sort of known-ish around the place as like knowledgeable. How? About, you were sixteen. How I don't know I don't know. I don't oh. know to be fair. Just new just new people that knew other people, I guess.
2: Well, I reckon what all we should do and all the listeners of this podcast, everyone emailed the head of BBC seven this week asking if you
0: do go. Yeah, if you can have a little
2: it's
1: truly, it's truly
2: <laughs> how
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, you're killing my uh my source of income there guys come on <laughs> no I,
2: please everyone yeah
0: <laughs> thing uh. is
1: john's good i've had a go at commentating on the positive I'm, it's really hard john's
0: can you just do a quick line no no it? no we're not doing we do this every time someone comes on
2: can i ask though i genuinely i'm really interested in this do you like how much of it is prepared and how much of it is improvised? Like, do you have like lines where you're like, cause you know, we're, we're comedians. You go on a panel show and you make it look improvised, but you've got it all written down. And then, but then sometimes it is improvised.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's actually a really good question. I have, so for every player that's in the squad, I have like their number, the amount of goals, assists, yellow cards, red cards, and then every club they've played for before. And then a little, like, line about them. So if something does happen, if they do happen to do something, like, I don't know, crazy, I have, like, a little mini script. But everything that happens live in play is all, like, improvised.
1: I just realised I was just staring at you, John, like an admiring
0: uncle. (laughs) So I'd I'd probably say it's, like, 70% improvised, 30%. Because a lot of the stuff before, so, like, you're on air an hour before, an hour after as well. So you've got to like answer questions and all of that's like pretty rehearsed and like, you can sort of know what's coming based on how the game goes. but
2: but like, so do you, do you have like stock lines in your back pocket as well? Say there's like a, like a last minute winner or something. Someone's come from two nil down and you've got one where in that scenario, you just whip it out.
0: Come on. I have like a, I have, I'll have one for each game. So like game dependent. So if it's like a, like the Devon Derby, for example, like you'd, i don't know well i'm i'm a big fan of like i'll look at like team's badges for example like plymouth have a, a like a ship on their badge so like maybe something related to like sinking the ship if it's a last minute yeah, like goal or four. something like that
2: and do you ever do funny ones the best one recently is um knobs straight down the throat of the keeper
0: oh Jordan <sighs> oh, knobs.
2: knobs oh it...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Nobs.
0: i've never thought of doing something like, i don't know I, I think i take it too seriously sometimes maybe i should try something a little loosen bit up yeah yeah,
1: bit of, yeah. We, we want a bit of blue that's what we want from bbc yeah because they'll go we like that quirky guy on bbc radio devon
0: yeah we, i, I not... sort of i sort of got known as the the guy with the flat cap after joe gave me his flat cap and sort of sort of became a little bit like my s- staple piece
2: are you doing are you trying to do like throwback Commentary, like,
0: yeah. Mostly. I don't know. I just, I absolutely love the like the idea of being known for like wearing something or like because like obviously like I said, Motty was famous for his like sheepskin coat. Um. So yeah, like the flat cap could be my thing. I don't know. We'll try something. Try yeah. it
1: out. It's I like just, you in those flat caps. Great.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I like you in it. Not with a flat cap. It's also well, great.
0: that's good to
1: know. That's great. <laughs> so, Chloe, you you're doing. Are you going out to Edinburgh? Yeah, I'm going up to Edinburgh. Uh, How are you feeling? And how's your show?
2: What state is it in? Um, today, you've got me on a good day. And I'm excited about it. I think it's, I'm in that space where like, I've got all of the bits. It's just, I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to do some serious cutting. And you know, when you're like, kill your darlings. And it's like, but that's that's such a good joke. And like, I really enjoy telling it. But I just have to go, that could be in the next show.
1: Oh, that's great though. You're in that position.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm much better to be in that. And so I'm now in the bit where I'm like trying to work out what the sort of the through line is, if there's like a narrative structure and try and join all of the the bits up to that. So I'm feeling excited and positive. Like I feel like I've had a bit of a like, one of those epiphany moments of like, right, this this is what it needs, the way it needs to go.
1: So there's no dread in your stomach.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It feels like, it feels like, GCSEs all over again. Yeah. Like the exam is going to be reviewed by a national newspaper. That's, I feel sick constantly. I can't sleep. I keep having like stress nightmares. Oh God, it's terrible. But also, I kind of love it.
1: I got, when I went up, first time I went up, I got, I got a form of ME.
2: Fuck off. Yeah. No, you fuck off. No, you. I don't like people with M E. Yeah, yeah. You should have been briefed on that yeah. before Honestly. the
0: show.
1: Honestly, I found it so stressful. Yeah. And I ended I got a little cold midway through and I ended up in bed, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't walk to the so the producer's going, Well, can you do your show tonight? I can't do it tonight. Can you do it? It was horrible. I I hated it so much. I remember Tim Key saying I'll get you in a wheelchair and just wheel you around the stage and you can honestly. And that was the thing where I was like, shit, have I got to do that? And honest. And when I left Edinburgh within 24 hours, I got all my energy back.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really, um, yeah, I don't know why we do it to ourselves, but there's enough like seedlings of, of joy that are sort of, creeping through as the sh- as we get near and near and the show gets more and more ready where I'm like two weeks in when I know the show inside out pretty much all of the reviews have come you know where you stand hopefully I'll just be able to relax and just enjoy being in that I mean, if
1: you get some juicy reviews up the top of the festival you're plain sailing aren't you for the rest of the
2: yeah you're a you, wonderful
1: you're at. month there
2: yeah It'll be, it'll be alright, wouldn't it? I, I, I wonder Maybe that's, that's a good barum, barum.
1: Sorry, I shouldn't have said you.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think i get that stressed.
1: Honestly, yeah, I'm gutted. I'm gutted I've got like that, but yeah.
0: Sorry, how do you go about starting like a whole piece? Like when you first start, like what, where do you start? Like I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that process of like having to pick. I, I just wouldn't even know where to start.
2: The way I've gone with it, I think the way, the mistake I made in my first show was like, I like wanted to like there was a message that I wanted to say and I think I went a little bit too like message driven and then eventually I had to go stop doing the message and just focus on the jokes and then use the jokes if like you can't make a point unless it's funny so this year I was like just go jokes first so I just wrote I, I sort of vaguely knew the theme that I wanted to write around and then I was just like just get the routines so I just did the funniest stuff that I could and now I have a director called Rose Johnson who's amazing and she just basically goes right this is what you're trying to say put this in this order kind of like a bit of a loose three-act structure to it some kind of pithy story at the end that brings it all together so it is it is literally just like a little bit of work at a time and I think that's the way you've got to see it right David when it's like
1: I think so isn't it just sort of doing stuff in the clubs or wherever throughout the year and going well, that's really good, and that sort of might you might be able to connect that joke to that joke, and then Definitely. hopefully something will appear.
2: And if Maybe. it works in the clubs, then I think it will work in Edinburgh because, like, the clubs are can be brutal.
1: Oh my god!
2: Like they they won't they don't want some like diatribe on like you know your own internalized homophobia. They just want a, like a dick joke. So oh, you, so do I. So it's like, if you, if you want to talk about internalised homophobia, it has to be via a dick joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's completely different, isn't it, Edinburgh? To... I mean, what's harder, doing a club or going up to Edinburgh and doing a show? It's do...
2: <sighs> I think Edinburgh now. Now that I can do a club, I think it's you know, you'll have those, occasionally you'll have those dud gigs where you're like, what went wrong there? I usually, I can do this, but yeah. man, you can just do a club now, like 25 yeah. minutes, 20, 25 minutes. You can do like that. Um,
1: yeah. I but- used to enjoy the clubs more. I used to quite like that. Oh, I found Edinburgh. So I, it's just the judging and the reviewing and how many times has- I did. I did once in 2009 and I felt, I felt like there was a little bit of people were talking about the newcomer for me and then say, oh, the judge is coming in again. And it stressed me out so much that, yeah, I couldn't move out of bed. And then I went up in 2017, 18 just to muck around on that bus. Yeah, that bus, box oh, is- And I loved it because there was no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went up and did the show, which I hated. It. <laughs> I remember on the second night, I was just stood backstage just going, fucking hate
2: this
1: (laughs) and it was I think it's like July the 31st yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. I've always had a troubled relationship with stand-up but you enjoy it
2: I love it yeah yeah and I think it's like you've got to get to that point where like your brain is telling you this matters so much like you want to get nommed you want to get a good review but ultimately like you, you have to believe that it does not none of that matters yeah but it both it simultaneously really matters and doesn't matter at all and i think that's the only way you can get through it is if you stop caring and that's yeah. easy it's, to no out. it's
1: true it's true it's, you're right
2: as long as you can get far enough down the spectrum of, of not caring like yeah you don't have to fully not care yeah. just far enough that it becomes manageable
1: I could never get perspective on it It's weird I remember doing You like this jump Right up (laughs) the street I remember doing Coming Out And there was a bit in my set Where I'd put a latex mask on And I had this long rubber mushroom And I'd sing this song called Old Man Mushroom (laughs) Old Man Mushroom Thank you very much Old Man Mushroom And it was sort of going down As well as it was on Like now (laughs) And I looked over and Steve Bennett was just like that. And he's like the mate, one of the mates. He's the big dog. Old oh, man mushroom, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh. Uh, maybe I should open with
2: the old man mushroom. Try it. I tell Do you it. what, if you get it on a good night, it takes the roof off. Got my latex on, get my sausage out. I mean my mushroom.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy a sort of comedy night and like cl- like club nights, but they're so good. Like especially when people are trying like out new material and it's sort of it's funny when it's not funny because they're like, okay, okay, that's shit, I'm not putting that in. Yeah, that, that that sort of it had has its own element of humor, which is like I've I thought was really funny. But I've only been to like a few, but I need to go to more. Really.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. Good. I I always like. When I used to do new material, I'd feel so guilty and be like, oh, I'm wasting the audience's time. And then you realize that the audience actually loves having access to that. Like, you know, th- that's the only time it will ever be delivered in exactly that yeah. way. Yeah.
1: yeah. And like, have like, there, there are times you've had material the first or second time you've done it and it's absolutely flown and yeah, you can yeah. never recreate it again. You can yeah, never yeah. get that response back from the audience.
2: But, but isn't that good when, like, sometimes you'll have to sort of what were you talking about earlier john like in terms of building material sometimes it will be like um you have to labor and labor and labor at a routine to make it work and then other times like something will pop into your head and you're like oh fuck i think that's a that's a really funny idea like i've got a bit about that just popped into my head about um it's a a whole long setup but basically like for, for one reason or another i had to bite my teacher to prove that i hadn't bitten another girl and this teacher subsequently come out as gay and i was like i've bit her gay like a radioactive lesbian and then doing like the spider-man instead of that it's like the lesbian fingers well. and yeah. you, when it just comes to you you're like well that's that's just a bit and you're you're just sat there just so grateful to the comedy gods that like you're just, like, even more on stage and that bit's done you know
0: yeah but how does that come like how do you i i can't even imagine like i i can't I can't even imagine trying to think of something funny. Like, surely the harder you try, the less funny you become. Like, that, like I don't know,
2: David. You, you, you'll be able to talk about this as well. Where, like, I guess it's not really coming to you in a vacuum. You think that it's coming to you on high from the comedy gods, but the fact that I sat there, you know, that morning at my laptop, trying to think, what's fu-? like, what's funny about this story, and then your brain is just whirring all day, and then, and then your brain goes, here it is. Like, so you, you are doing so much background work you're just constantly thinking about
1: it and just the brain's always working. Yeah, it used to be, uh, it used to just take over just every minute of the day, just constantly thinking. Yeah. I had this bit where um, the first time I did it, I was sat cross-legged on a table on stage with a little rug on the table and I pretended I was on a flying carpet and uh, and it was, the the joke was I was trying to sort of reverse park into a... <laughs> Uh, into a little three point turn. Come on, oh yeah. And on the night it's like i th- I think I've come up with a really fun and I the, the other times I did it, nothing. So I'm sat there like that. Everyone's laughing. Oh dear. And that can be quite a low moment.
0: Yeah, I can I can imagine there's quite a few low moments, isn't it? Yeah, there can is my set. Obedient, like I don't know. I, just, I, can't, I can't imagine try, thinking something is hilarious, delivering it, and then it's not. And this whole room of people is just like...
2: You know what? There's nothing like them um, being a straight stand-up, uh, watching a clown to make you feel better about yourself. Because you're thinking, I could be up there shouting about a mushroom, you know?
1: Well, exactly. You would have been watching me going, fucking state of that.
2: <laughs>
1: In fact, the last gig I ever did was at the Moth Club. And I, I remember going into the corner of the change room and I was like with Axe, like you're, how are you? Are you late 20s, Chloe? Yeah, late 20s, yeah. So I remember there were sort of Axe in the mid-20s sort of like rehearsing and stand-ups. And I just become that bloke, like 47 years old with my props bag and I was just like, I'm done. And I never went back. I'm not being him. I'm not, I don't want Chloe looking at me going,
2: twat. I just going grow up.
1: Exactly. Go,
2: no, I want to stay useful Go helpful. and make a, a film about a robot made out of a washing <laughs> machine. Grow <Yeah>. up. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that not a scary moment though? Because if that's like your livelihood, like
1: what do you do? No, because I never really liked stand up, so it's like now I needed that little moment to go. That's it. That's the end.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Good to know
2: you have that skill, though. Even if you, um, if it's oh hard. oh yeah, it's in the back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> if you needed to.
0: Would you ever do it again, David? Would you ever do a one-off or would you ever get Brian out? What, to go on stage? Yeah.
1: I can't see why I'd do that. And I wouldn't want, if they, if I thought one person in the audience was going, oh, this is a bit tragic, then then I can't do it.
2: I think it is it is hard as well, like being like a clownier act or someone doing something a bit um, different. Cause...
1: Well, when you're older.
2: No, 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 not when you're older, just, like, going out to the sticks and doing it, like, oh my in my things where people haven't necessarily, like, seen that kind of thing before. Because, like, at least if a stand-up goes out there and they don't like the stand-up, they've seen enough stand-up on telly that they sort of know what that person is going for. Whereas sometimes to them, like, when they see a clown, that they don't realise that the clown knows what they're doing is fundamentally silly and they're just sat there, like, embarrassed on your behalf. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which
2: I used to love. I used to like creating that in the audience.
1: I used to like. I sort of had a battle with loving that they were uncomfortable, and
2: um that's funny, isn't it that like you've leaned into that, but you also that's the bit you'd be scared of,
1: right? I know, but I I started getting sort of envious of you guys, where you just w- walked up on stage, just take the mic and go bang, whereas I'd have to put a wig on and go,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do feel grateful when you, like, rock up in a hole and you've got a rucksack and then... And
1: just your thoughts.
2: And Spencer Jones has got two holdalls. Oh, my
1: God. He's got stuff written on his belly. And Come on, Spencer.
2: <laughs> Crystal Palace? Palace, yeah. So do you go? Yeah, I do go as much as I can. Now, I would be a season to get holder if, like, you know, work wasn't primarily on weekends. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah, it's gutting. But I was a season ticket holder up until a couple of years ago, Um, and yeah, I'm 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 a massive Palace fan. I'm huge. Did
1: you grow up near there? So I grew up in Kent. Oh, where uh, Sittingbourne. Okay. Did you grow up in Kent? I was near. I was sort of Tunbridge Wells way. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, My dad was Bromley, and he used to go to Palace with his uncle. And then when I was a kid, I just picked it up off him like immediately from, from such a young age. They're a of me when I'm absolutely tiny in my palace kit. Um, who
1: are your little heroes then? When you were
0: yeah, I was going to say up. who who like who struck what made you fall That's in what love? I think, yeah,
2: uh, I mean I don't think any of the players that were playing at the time made me fall in love with it. I think it was you know, <laughs> you're not you're not watching Ben Watson going wow this is <laughs> this is the way you play the game.
0: Um, <laughs> and, See that's interesting because, <laughs> like you say, you say that, but I remember watching Exeter City as a kid and thinking, "Wow, like, I'd kill to be like as good as some of these."
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like Wayne Routledge came through when he was seventeen, and he was my 17. big seventeen. Yeah, I used to have twenty-two on the, on my back because of Wayne Routledge, um, Danny Granville, Aki Realati, Michael Hughes. Michael uh, Hughes. Um, I'm
1: really <laughs> trying to go. Yeah, Michael Hughes. He's Irish, wasn't he, Michael?
2: But who else who would you guys know? Um so that was when when I was really small and who then there's the
1: manager at the time.
2: So we had um Trevor Francis for a bit Beautiful. Um, Steve Oh my god, what's his name? Couple. Yeah. Um Steve Bruce in
0: in Dower. Do you know James Gill, Chloe?
2: I do know James
1: Gill, yeah. So he's a big Palace fan.
0: He loves Ian Dowie. doesn't he's he? Ian
1: Dowie anecdotes coming out.
0: I think ass. he might have he might have cried on the pod, didn't he? Speaking about Ian Dowie.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did. That is, that is so classic, James Gill. I think that is, ma- that man is the most of any man I know. Just always like just just one sentence away from crying. Just <laughs> just one turn of phrase, and that man's gone.
1: Well, da- Dowie tipped him over the
0: edge. Yeah, he's a bit of a my new football club hero, isn't he, uh, James Gill? Yeah, sort yeah. of cult. Been on the most. Cult classic, yeah. <laughs> Top All guy. Right I'm gonna try. Have, you, have you chatted Palace with him? Get on like Palace a
2: bit, yeah, yeah. We, we played on a um, charity match at Sellers Park a couple of weeks ago together. Oh, we talk. To- oh, he told me about that. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, what was his take on it?
1: Um, that he was just, I think, just happy to be involved, just to be asked. I loved it. It was great. I, I played with Wayne Routledge then, and um, you know what? I've got to Google Wayne Routledge. This is terrible. You don't know who Wayne. Outledges. I know the Come name on. inside out. I just can't picture
0: him.
2: has got a 400 Premier League cap. Shit.
0: That's so bad for you, David. Dapp. I don't even recognise his face. What?
2: He, he was a, He's a little unit.
0: He spent most of his time at Swansea, didn't he? Or a lot of it. Yeah. What?
1: Why oh, don't I recognise his face?
2: That's so weird.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Chloe. I feel like I've disrespected you there.
2: Well Yeah, you haven't disrespected me at all. It's just nice that we've um, that we've acknowledged and noticed that you've got early onset outside. That's, and te- get- <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, yeah, that would be the test. Like um, when I get old, it's not. Yeah. Can you uh, can you identify the queen? It's can you identify Wayne Routledge? Um, <laughs> and you bloody well can. Uh yeah. That that was cool though, playing with Andy Johnson and I know Andy Johnson. Yeah.
0: Andy Johnson's a palace legend, isn't he?
2: Yeah, real palace legend. He still holds the record for the most um, penalties scored in a Premier League season. And he was very quick to tell me during the training.
1: <laughs> so what did he look like in the training when he was kicking the ball around? Did they look really special?
2: The, like, It's weird because you think there's going to be like some marked difference, but... When you get to it, it is just like people having a kick about. It's just the things that you imagine you can do in your head, you try and do them and you can't. Then they imagine the thing that they can do in their head and then they do it. But I also think you're so used to like watching brilliant footballers that you kind of take it for granted. And it's only when you're like watching him just like ping it in time after time and just putting it on a sixpence every time that you're like, oh yeah, this is quality
1: just when you yeah. watch like subs warm up before the game they're just pinging it across the pitch.
2: Yeah, or even when you watch subs warm up and you're like, that would have been my whole exercise. Yeah.
1: And I know one out of ten might go and then there'd be about four that would just hook along the ground over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Curry, yeah. was was Clinton Morrison in your like era of Palace?
2: Clinton was Clinton and Doogie. So I um, met them when I was a mascot in like 2002 or something. No, maybe a little bit earlier. I think I was a bit younger, so maybe like...
0: I was mascot with Clinton Morrison as well when he played at Exeter City. He was Exeter? Yeah. Played, uh, like, I think it might have been his second to last club, or maybe even his last club before retiring, yeah. And I walked out of him in an FA Cup match.
2: That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I, um, I did some punditry with him over the women's euros. And, um, I showed him the picture of, of me and him when I was like eight and we recreated. How did he
1: respond two. when you showed him? Wow.
2: He was, he was happy because he looked handsome in it and he's, yeah, he's a very uh, vain guy as Clinton. So yeah, he was buzzing. Yeah. He looked ripped and, and young and, and handsome. And, um, what was cool is Karen Bardsley was also on that, um, sort of punditry team that I was on and she was like one of my my England women's heroes because I I played in goal when I was a kid and she was the England goalkeeper. So it was Clinton playing himself, Karen played my brother in the pitch and oh, it was oh, great. Amazing. But
0: oh, isn't cool. that
2: what's cool John like when you, you you've just been a fan for so long and you start getting to work in football you just feel so grateful and you you just always go in with this sense of like wonder oh. because you're like, this is, it's amazing. Like,
0: this is what all yeah. fans want, and not everyone gets uh, this. But bad. the awe never goes. How? Yeah, the awe, but the awe that sort of like, I, st- I still like speak to Gary, and we spoke to Gary yesterday, and it's still a bit like, oh shit, you're like, you're the manager, you're like top dog. And it's like, it's still really? a little bit like, oh God, still takes you back, even though you should be like professional and should better control yourself. So we we spoke to uh, Exeter's manager, Gary Caldwell,
1: and he just suddenly throws out this anecdote that he played against Zidane. Like, he played against Fr- Scotland v. France. is not mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what was it like, Gary? Yeah, he was a good player, yeah. No, but what was it like, Gary?
0: And it's hard for them to process what we're asking because they could only see it from their perspective, which is like, that's normal. Whereas yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. that's like the most ridiculous thing anyone could ever say. And we're trying to be like... Yeah, but what was it like? And is like, well, I just sort of went on and played against him, like, and that was it.
1: Yeah, he played against Barcelona, and they had Thierry Henry, Eto, Ronaldinho, and Messi. And it's just who was
0: he playing for at the time?
1: Newcastle, I think. Champions League. No, Celtic. Was it Celtic? Celtic. Celtic. Oh, okay. Celtic. Yeah. Celtic. And uh, oh, that's, that's cool, isn't do it? You just want to be Gary for five minutes, just to know what
0: that felt like. I think he might. Have, he might I think he might have been captain at the camp now for Celtic which is mental isn't it like 90,000 people
2: this is why it's like important I think to have fans in the, that sort of like media football space because we're the ones that will ask the question that everyone sat at home is wanting you to ask like, like I asked them so G- was, did something with Jermaine Genus the other day and I was like well that, firstly that's the coolest thing ever just getting to meet has he got a nice Genius. body He's got a wonderful yeah. body. And what? A fantastic personality to is match. Is he really. Wonderful. Yeah. I would say I would say his 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 personality shines oh. as bright as those big muscles.
1: I bet his bathroom is sparkling.
2: I didn't I didn't go to his house. I I will say that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure how we've I gone
0: can to just meet. Just
1: imagine everything's in its p- p- place, all these little crew. David's
0: <laughs> terrible for the eat. David's Test of all the things that are not relevant of anyone's life, like the size (laughs) of legs, length of hair.
1: I just, Jermaine Genesis. I bet it's like walk in whatever shower on, and there's just all these creams. I bet he looks at dogs' balls.
0: The one thing I can imagine is he smells unbelievable. He smells a million dollars,
2: but all of them do. And I'm like, like I, I just walked like five minutes from the bus to here, and I smell like shit. Stink! I'm disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, I and am. And you start <laughs> little flowers. And I, I don't know, I don't know how you get that. Is it just like you go up sort of a, a monetary bracket and you can afford like a better scent or like... My wife kind of said like,
1: to me on Sunday, have you had a curry? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. All I know about like aftershaves and things like that is like you can get like eau de toilette and then eau de Parfum or something like that and like the you don't go for the toilet one basically
2: yeah I'm not fucking around with Toilet but I'm still not smelling as good as Jermaine
0: yeah but I don't know I find other ones just sort of sticks to your clothes like even when you like I've washed this jumper that I've got right a thousand times and it's never lost like the aftershave smell Parfum Parfum? yeah Uh, Sauvage yeah
2: great great aftershave
0: nice
2: but that maybe that's sort of what you want like a layering of good smells and that's why David you've just had a layering of curry that your wife that your
1: never wife put, <laughs> I've never put smells on me. I've just never I'm not, not a perfume dude. It's never to go there.
0: I don't it's a little bit of a confidence thing I think for me. Like if I don't spray if you don't you know you, if you know you smell good that's already like a little level up. Like you walk past Yeah. That guy I sat next to
1: at Exeter. It's honestly I was smell
0: smell really <laughs> You're smelling the person (laughs) next to your exit, And you closed your eyes while you did it. You smell lovely, Peter.
2: Drinking this all in, Peter. So what was Jermaine like then? Is he a nice gentleman? I'm I'm so worried that I've um, just come on here and like name dropped, but it's honestly I'm, I'm not, I can't get uh, enough of names.
0: Yeah, keep name dropping. Points. And I'm not
2: I'm not doing it to like try and be impressive. I'm doing it in I that am. way of like speaking to two other football fans where you're like, you know I'm the other weekend." Like, i "I can't believe it." Uh, Jermaine was lovely. Are you seeing a little door opening in
1: the showbiz where you can go? I might be able to get into the sports comedy world and that little crossover that'd be a nice little job someone getting into the presenting and i think,
2: I think i'm getting in
1: there. yeah i think you are
2: can i spoil something but you, like i'll only tell you if you don't mind doing an editing job
1: oh no i'll honk it out or cut it out yeah
2: if not i can just tell you after no i'll, I'll cut it out <laughs>
1: hello everyone thanks for listening if you're enjoying this podcast then you might want to get on my Patreon you get early access to ad free episodes and there'll be videos and behind the scenes pics and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together it's a bloody friendly community if you ask me so uh, yeah, if you fancy it just go to patreon.com forward slash David L and also Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone all for the price of a coffee like a posh coffee once a month, you pay a few quid and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. My new football club supporter. what that stands for. That's your thing. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L. And the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right back. Back to the pod. Are you up for answering the famous ten My New football club questions, Chloe? I'm so up for it.
2: Could not be more.
0: Uh, let's get them up now. We've now we've got to fill time while David gets them up because every single week he never <laughs> has them up.
2: Is it quick fire? Um,
1: they can be quick fire. You can you can, honestly, as, quick as you want, whatever you want. Right. So I'm just going over old texts to find them.
0: You'd have thought he made a Word document by now or something with him on. Here we go. Here we go. There they are. Lovely. <laughs> right.
1: Chloe. what was the first game you went to?
2: Um, well, because I grew up in Kent, the first game I went to was a Gillenham game. Oh, Joe's Joe's favourite. Do you know Joe Wilkinson? I've never met him, actually, but is he a Joe's fan? That's
1: great. Yeah. Did he grow up? Yeah, he grew up... Um... God, I don't know where he grew up. Anyway, he's a Kent
2: boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I went to Jill's game um, when I was really small. And I remember, I don't remember who we played. And my dad at the end said, do you know what the score was? And I went, yeah, they lost 1-0. And he was like, no, it was 0-0. So, yeah. But I think that's like a classic, like, kid experience. How old were you? Oh, like... Six, five. Were you into it, or were you a bit bored? No, I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved football. I, I, I was obsessed with football from a young age, and I like um. I just started playing because I remember when I was like four or something. My brother went to join a team, and I went in my full kit, and I didn't think I was going to be like. It didn't even cross my mind that I was going to be allowed to train with the boys. I thought I'd just do a kickabout with my dad. And then the manager said, like, Chloe can come join in. Oh. And I just remember it being the coolest thing in the whole entire world. And then it was just, like, football mad. After that, I was like, can we, can we go? Um, so, yeah, it took us to a Jills game. And then I think, I think it was probably a test to see whether I liked it enough to see whether we could get a, a season ticket at our Palace. Because I got a season yeah.
1: ticket for me and my middle boy. And he he absolutely loves football now. I still think he thinks the game is quite long when he goes to watch. I think he's a bit fidgety.
2: Yeah. How, how old is he?
1: He's
0: eight next month, this month, this month.
2: It's a long time for an eight-year-old to concentrate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But like at, at that age, I don't think the actual game itself matters. I think focus, like, I don't think you need to worry about him, like knowing what's happening in the whole 90 minutes. So long as you sort of taking in the key points, which you say like he likes the atmosphere, he, like, like last time he went he got to speak to Gary at the side of the pitch and all those kinds of things so like those are the things like you say stick with you forever and that's what then eventually makes you want to pay attention for 90 minutes when you're more like tolerable and able to do it yeah give him some sweeties
1: that oh, sort of thing yeah he has his
0: sweeties I remember my first game my dad brought like toy cars and that kind of crap along so I just like it wouldn't bother him I'd just sit there and if I need to do anything I'd have some what, stuff on the big do. bank? nah we did I didn't go to I wasn't going on the big bank when I was like five, was I? I don't know. No, no. Like, just sat just in by the seats, and I'd go in the little footwell bit if I was bored and just knock some toy cars about. Would you? Was there no one watching then? I can't imagine that now because it's busy. Was there no one there? Nah, no, nah, there was people there, but just like you sitting, you know, I was small enough to go in the little bit in front of the seat, That's like between the seat and. and was... Yeah, probably. There was probably an element of like people going, oh my God, he's flung his Hot Wheels down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah 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 so
1: G- you can't remember who they are playing Jills against
2: no I can't I, my dad probably would remember I could drop him a text but I don't have a cl- I don't know what league they were in I just yeah I was that young that you just you just turn up and you take the game that's in front of you question
1: two where, when you go, or when you had a season ticket, where do you sit in the ground and why?
2: Well, when I go, I, I sit in the Arthur Waite stand, which is... Arthur um, Waite? Arthur Waite. So you've got um, the Holmesdale, which is the big stand where all of the fanatics sit.
0: That's cool. The the, the Palace fanatics are very cool. Those sort of... Like, is that like the ultras sort of section?
2: The ultras. What I would say is... The word for them is not
0: cool. Oh, no, I like it.
2: They're a bunch of twelve-year-olds in balaclavas. What? But what? they're just—they're just, they're just like kids. It's really the funny. Balaclavas. Yeah, yeah. They think they're like. So it's so funny. You like watch all the videos of them going to like away games and they're like all in black, like thinking they look proper cool and like they're they're they you know they're bad boys and um and they're just like like little you know boys from Surrey. I
0: mean, and, I don't. I... I can't speak like for their behaviour or anything, but I just love the fact that people try and make atmosphere.
2: But what, what, I, what? Despite all of that, I respect them so much, and I love what they do because they have, like, when my dad comes, he doesn't come to watch the games as much anymore. But he, he's a massive Palace fan, but he doesn't come to watch the games anymore. When he sees the fanatics, he's like, I cannot believe that this is what Celeste Park is like, given how it was you know, in the early noughties when we used to come, like, it just used to be a dead atmosphere. Yeah, Yeah, just, like, it was fine. Like, it would get going. If we'd have a good season, it would get going. But it was just, you kind of sit there and you just watch the game. We were just, like, mid-table in Division 1. Like, you're not, you're not, it's quite quite like a family club. It it didn't go off a lot. And now, since we've been in the Prem, really, and kind of since we, you know, all of the, the stuff around us nearly going bankrupt in, the early 2010s, that sort of galvanised the club and sort of created this like central unit of people that like really show up and really like thrive off wanting to be the best atmosphere in the league. So, although they are 12 year olds in Balaclavas, they are my 12 year olds in Balaclavas.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have so much respect for them and what they've done for the club.
1: I mean, I guess that's like the little heart,
0: the heart section of the big yeah, game, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. Yeah, we've got like a little section on our... So we've got the biggest standing terrace in the country. Uh, because obviously in the Championship you need all-seater and in the Premier you need all-seater. So it just happens to be... And then there's like a big red heart on it, which is where our ultras sort of go. They're not really ultras, but they, they can get a good atmosphere going when, they're, when they want to. Yeah,
2: That's really nice.
0: Yeah.
1: That sounds great. I create um, no atmosphere when I go.
0: Really? Well, just... David, it took David about a year and a half to get out of his seat to celebrate a goal. So he's he's getting there.
2: And is that because of sort of knee mobility? What's going on there? <laughs> no. No, it's nothing you to do t- the old knee. You count. didn't want to
0: embarrass yourself, do you? You think it's embarrassing to like get Listen, up at
1: your age and celebrate? Clary, <laughs> I don't know if you know the um evolution of this pod, but I started it. They're not extra aren't my t- team. I'm a red devil.
0: Was a red devil. I am red devil. Yeah, part red was. devil,
1: part Grecian. No, but so I moved down to Devon. bore people listening,
2: and hey. So is that, that you're finding it difficult to get up and cheer? Yes, yeah, so To lot begin people with, people? I was
1: like, "Well, I don't know who that is who scored." And I'm like, okay. Well, great, we're winning one nil. Mean anything to me? It's
2: interesting. It's interesting because I can I can get up for I can get up for a game wherever. Like yeah, we went, I'm with you. We went to Melbourne and we, I was there for the whole month and that was difficult, right? Because I shouldn't be allowed to be in a country where I can't where where the Premier League football isn't not at a time when I can watch it because my hooliganism it needs to come out, but if it's not coming out during the football, sure I'm calling a self-checkout scanner a nonce. Sure I am. What? Right? Are you a bit I of a do- naughty naughty person in I'm not naughty, I'm I'm fun with it, you know, but I, I will get a bit leery, okay? And so, Joseph from um, Two Hearts, the, the, the New Zealand duo, who are absolutely brilliant, um, he is a big um, Wellington Phoenix fan, and Wellington Phoenix will play in Melbourne City, And so he got all of the, like, New Zealand comics that were in Melbourne together and invited me as well. We went and sat in the away end um, of uh, Wellington Wellington Phoenix. And I was there, you know, calling an eight-year-old a wanker. Were you? You, Oh, I loved it. Doing all these signs. Oh, I loved it. And I honestly could just immediately, because I was around all these, like, Wellies fans... I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I was joining him with the chance. I was on my feet. I was, oh, and yeah, I don't know. I can just switch on that that, that feeling so quickly because I love
0: it. And I feel like it's... Since somewhat- I've come to uni, it's the same for me. Huh? Because I, I went... I, but since I've come to uni, it's been the same for me because I like, obviously can't watch City as much because I'm here. So I still need to get my football fixed. So I go where, wherever I can. And like I went to last season, I went to watch Notts County versus Ultranum and we went in the Notts County end. And I remember like giving, like singing chants about Notts County players that i would not like asked about. But just because you're there in the moment, you're like, yeah, you know, just you get involved. It's, I, and, and it's something when I was younger, I could ever, I was like, no, nah, I'm only ever going to support Exeter City or whatever. And I'm never going and then like all of a sudden when you're going in away ends with other, especially with your mates, you're like, oh, this is a bit of fun.
2: Yeah, I think I probably I wouldn't be able to do it for like another English team, but yeah, fair
0: enough. Just me then. <laughs> no,
2: no. But I, I, well, I get into it You say that, then, you
0: know. I'm proof you can. So, are you getting into it now? Yeah, then? yeah. You're, I'd say you're in, in it now, no, aren't you? It. You know, you know, you know everybody. Know you know what? Yeah. You know all the players. Have you done Olympia? Never. I would never, ever do that. Do limbs never? He's I can't Chloe. He enough. he refuses. Chloe refuses. He refuses to go on the big bank. He was never ever going to go on where like the atmosphere is. He wants to sit next to his mates and just chill. My new friends. Your new friends. So Bald sweet. You don't.
2: Dave. You don't. You never want to get in
1: this, like the best well, moments. I think. I went to. I, L- I did the oh. Devon Darvey at Plymouth, and I loved. Yeah,
0: it. that was cool. That was a big moment That's for a you.
1: Massive moment. Monday night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Down <laughs> on a Monday.
1: Are you in a bit? Monday night, pissing down. They're all stood giving up. some. What's that? You were stood up? I was stood up. I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. And I I, t- I wasn't shouting at them, but I was going so far as go like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just sort of camply girding.
0: <laughs>
2: Hands on hips going, hello, boys. Yeah, basically, I'm <laughs> part of this lot.
0: <laughs> I've arrived, is what you were saying.
2: That's
1: funny. And I did love it. I did like the. You were on the
0: telly. You were on the telly that night. It was on Sky. That. Yeah, yeah. And they panned it. They panned in on on David. I mean it. Exactly. You know, just sort of stood there. But.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. I, on a Saturday, I just want to sit down, have my little picnic.
0: I get that as well, though. I get I get both perspectives because, like, I've yeah no no like just sit in there and just enjoy the game. Don't have to worry about some dickhead behind you pushing you oh. or falling over or spilling something on you it just you've got nice civilized people around you sometimes it can be nice I mean,
1: when we went to sheffield wednesday last year yeah all everyone all the and the way extra away <laughs> Stood together. i just went to the far end of the stand
0: i was looking for him and i was like he's not here he's lying to me he's not here and i had to look all the way to this far left 80 yards away
1: <laughs> that's fun yeah um, do you ever get a
2: chant going David a bit of old man mushroom what's that ever get a chant going a bit of old man mushroom
1: that would absolutely take the you take eat the roof off it, nah. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. No. Uh, question three, what is your match day routine?
2: Um, so, I suppose I don't really have one now, but when I was going, it would be because I, I, the time when I was most recently a season to get older, I was living in Streatham, so it was like half an hour door to door to get there. Yeah, it was great. So, you go, it's, it was great as well living in Streatham because I made quite a lot of palace friends. So I go and meet up with my mates Joe and Dan, and we we'll have a couple of pints before getting to the stadium. I have a couple of neck a couple of Heinekens there, and then um, I'd sit on my own, which I really liked. Oh. Um, some some t- occasionally there'd be like a spare ticket for for them to I could go and, and join them. Why
1: do you like sitting on your own? Because I like sitting on my own.
2: It's like <laughs> um, it's like. Um, you're like lonely in a crowd, and I feel like football is the place where I go and I switch off from everything else and I don't have to worry about any anything else or think about anyone else I just get to go and just focus on the game for a couple of hours and when you're sat on your own you sort of you have that community if you need it like there will always be a person around you if something happens to go what, what was that like You know, they'll always be that person available to you, but you have no responsibility to those people. So I just found it this, like, incredibly, like, cathartic space to just, like, yeah, just be completely mindful and just, like, in the moment. It's great. I
0: think you you mentioned there, Chloe, that, like, how good it is for you, like, mentally. And I think that's why it was such a big loss during COVID that people couldn't go. It was, like, a massive Thing that people lost from their lives that, like you said, wasn't just something you could only do with your mates. If you literally wanted to go on your own and just spend time away from all like your worries and things like that, people could do it. And I think, yeah, it was, it's, it's, I think everyone's glad it's back. Definitely.
2: But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do the whole match day on my own. Like, knowing that I had the boys to go to at half time as well and then meet up again after, like, that felt good to me. But Uh, And and also It would often feel good To me sitting with them It's just like Did you feel embarrassed Going on your own Like I did
0: Did you feel embarrassed Yeah Felt like a prat There's nothing to be embarrassed about No but I felt it Yeah but that's That's just you innit
2: You just gotta like Pretend to um, Loudly take a phone call Where
1: I think it's that I think I sort of turn up um, I'm always pretending My mate's in the toilet Yeah yeah,
2: yeah he, he's he, he had a dodgy curry last night, that's why I'll spend a bit. And um, it'll be he's just tending to himself and then he'll be sat down in a bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, but if there's a big game on the TV, I, I want to be on my own in the room watching it. If it's like a Champions League or whatever, or extra. Not an iPhone. I want to be sat watching. I don't want. I don't want to be sat with friends. I just want to watch it on my own and concentrate on the game.
2: I love that. I love that watching it. With watching the Champions League final in the pub is one of my favourite nights of the year. Is it? Yeah, I love it. I just
1: don't. I don't feel I really watch it. I want to hear the punditry. I want to. Oh, shut up!
2: <laughs> yeah, I think if you can find an empty enough pub, then you can. You can see all of that as well as getting a bit of atmosphere and light. Yeah, there's nothing like watching it having a pint. Yeah. Um, who would you go to games with? Dan and Dan and Joe and their associated parents. Oh, siblings. They. they so they're all like South London people that I met when I lived in South London and worked in South London. And so it's like quite like a family affair. And it's really nice, actually. They're they're really great boys. Um, And yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's just amazingly fun. And it's really cool. Like sometimes, you know, when you go to hang out with people, you're like, oh, my social energy's a little bit off today. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to bring it. When it's football joining you you've always got something to talk about you're never worried about you know interacting with joe's dad or dan's dad because you just talk you just talk palace and and it's funny and um and it's great and so i like going with joe because sometimes i'll sit with joe um and he sits right down in the corner flag where the Arthur weight meets the home homesdale so you're sort of like level with the pitch and one of my favorite matches that i've ever been to and we played together uh we watched together was we were like so excited it was a tuesday evening we were playing bournemouth and we were like buzzing because we were like in a sort of good vein of form and we were like this is gonna be great we've had a few like bad sort of home results but it's gonna be fine we're gonna go get tanked up in our favorite pub we're gonna walk down cellars and it's gonna be a really good game we're gonna win it and then in the first 15 minutes um, I think it was Mamadou Sacco got sent off and we were like for God's sake like of course this wasn't just going to be an easy walk in the park but we managed to hold on and then like you know in the 60th 70th minute Jeffrey Schlupp like goes Mm -hmm. through bangs one in we are so we're so drunk so euphoric and Schluppy comes to the corner flag and we basically just like charge the pitch and then just in this Embrace with with Shluppy and then Did Zaha. You, and, you embraced yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I basically wow. I was at the front of the rush and I, as we went through, I got shoved. So I was on the ground, just like you know, sort of like a turtle on its back, just sort of wait at the bottom of this melee. And then, my, so my mate Joe got there first and got the embrace while I was just sort of in the bottom trying to get up. And um, oh, it was amazing. And there is like. So there's all these like official like palace photographs of Joe like holding Schlappi's face and oh, ice. It, it, that was one of ah oh, that feeling of as I say limbs like yeah. It just feels it just feels so good and so euphoric. And we'd taken our mate Beth. Yeah, what was what was Beth doing? She she was standing there going like What's happening? right, okay, and she just didn't. She, she was like, "Is this what happens every time? This is this is crazy." Um, I'm jealous of your freedom,
1: Chloe. I want to be able to do that.
2: Why can't you? Don't, don't you just get swept up in it? You don't even think I, about. It.
1: I get swept up with the uh, jumping off the seat, going "Hey!" And as soon as I go "Hey!", I go sit back, sit back down, David. I get that. Whereas I want to go down. The
0: steps I can't believe this. And- Nah, I can't believe that mental block. It's like For me, there's nothing there. Like it's just If all... you saw
1: me jump up, run down the steps, and hug Dimitri Mitchell, you'd, oh,
2: you'd go, what the fuck is he doing? No, you'd go, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
2: all in your own head. <laughs> you're, you think, what, what it sounds like with your stand-up and with this is you think you're a tragic middle-aged, middle-aged man and you're embarrassed to yourself. But I don't think you are. I've never said that.
0: No, okay. I think I think I think you kind of are. I don't think you are. I think that's what you're saying. But no, I, I think um, he kind of is. I well, think he's worried about it so badly that he becomes it.
2: Worried about what?
0: About being that middle aged awkward no, man. Because
1: no, I was like this in my twenties and thirties. It's not an age thing. It's just a, like a uh, really excruciating social anxiety. I I'm think not, not so bad that if you see me, I won't go. <laughs>
2: But I just, I just... what we need to do I think is a bit of exposure therapy I think we need to put okay. you in some embarrassing situations and show like, you what, like what?
0: you need to fall down the stairs like you're scared of to show that people wouldn't laugh first they would care first and then laugh later on
2: in your underpants fucking okay, hell
0: mhm imagine if you were like kegs just fell down David in front of all those people yeah. you just come out the toilet and bang kegs fall down what would you do? what?
1: What at St James's Park?
0: Yeah, in front of all like six, eight, eight thousand people.
1: Uh, right, I'm going to think about this. If my willy was out and I was just stood there,
0: oh, not necessarily <laughs> your willy, but like you know, you're in your boxes or someone's, you know, plonked your trousers down. <laughs> but everyone's looking. They get like it's got out for a throw in right by where you tra- like you've been. Kegs.
1: I, I can't imagine the situation where I'm like, and the throw
0: ins, but no one's watching the game, they're watching you. Well,
1: I'd hate it, wouldn't anyone? What would you lap it up?
0: I think it'd be funny, I'd laugh, yeah. Would you, yeah? Okay,
1: wow,
2: I'd be embarrassed, but you'd own it, you know. You gotta own it. Look at this. <laughs> You got like some that. kind of. I'm just trying to think. What would the charm be with your, you, your you trousers up? You know.
1: What if my trousers were down?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, okay, now this is going to happen, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you're, get, you're getting. I just
1: feel like someone.
2: Someone's putting your trousers down. Someone will be doing that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Um, trying to
1: think how to get from this point to the next question. I feel like I haven't dealt with it correctly.
2: Can I I just say, though, I think on the note of um, being able to cheer, like, I wouldn't be able to cheer as much as I would want to if the energy of the stadium wasn't there sustaining me. So, for example, I found during the Women's Euros, I was feeling equally as passionate about the games in front of me and like this incredible intense desire for women to win and like the nerves that you feel you know watching any any major tournament it the one thing that was disappointing to me is because there's not that like there's not that history of women's football yet the the sort of intensity of celebration is is slightly less I would argue. Is it really? Yeah, I would say so. I think that the happiness is there. There's just not the like urgency. And I also personally think like men celebrate more a bit because it's all they've got. And women, women celebrate a bit less because they're like, this is great, but I've also got yoga and friends. Um, and <laughs> so, like, the way that I thought I was going to do limbs at that Euros final. It
1: wasn't, yeah, it wasn't as intense as...
2: It was like, so I had all of this energy, but there was no one one doing limbs with me, so I had nowhere to put it. So it did... What were they doing uh, then? Just... Everyone was just going, yeah, woohoo, great. Oh. Whereas I wanted to like punch and hit, you know, like the, you know, the big, the
0: big... So I I might have
1: to blame it with the people, the people who sat around me.
0: You need actually my fault. Yeah, that's why you need to go on the big bank.
1: All
2: right.
0: You're not going to do it here.
2: There's nothing like toxic men to get you going. Oh,
1: wonderful bunch of guys. (laughs) (laughs) I cried when Jay Stansfield got a hat-trick last game of the season, John. Uh, uh, An actual salty... I'm telling you, a salty tear... You don't believe me, do
0: you? Like, yeah, there wasn't a dry eye in the stadium. Though That's not anything. No, 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 that's a cliche. I stood up and I had a tear.
2: That's not the one who like used to, like his dad used to play or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that. I mean, even reading about that on Twitter made me cry. Yeah.
0: That was a special
1: day, wasn't it? Very special. It's easy to say, yeah, that made me cry. That made me cry. <laughs> Did he cry? Yeah. Oh, Jay I tell you what, I felt it. I was with my boy. I was thinking about his dad and him. Oh. And, oh. oh God, that's
0: lovely.
1: so. There wasn't a dry eye. It was a throwaway cliche.
0: Well, it wasn't a throwaway cliche because everyone, everyone was crying. So no,
2: no one was around me. But I respect well, you. Were. I respect your te- tears, David. There isn't Thank a hierarchy. You. There isn't a hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right and that is lovely thank you chloe you're welcome
1: question five (laughs) favorite
2: away ground i was thinking about this it's a struggle because i don't think i've like repeatedly gone back to many away grounds but I think I'm going to have to give a grossly capitalist answer and say that the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is absolutely fantastic is it is oh, it so they've got those beers that, so they serve neck oil if you neck oil is like um, sort of like a, a pale ale that East Londoners drink, and they've got one of those things where the cups like like that so you, you put you put it on a thing and it fills up from the bottom and then when you put it up the cup sort of self closes. They can just like get pour these pints. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them so quick and uh, and there's low. It's very spacious. There's lots of space for you to mill around and drink your beer and then it's just it's really stunning and beautiful. The amenities are great. Yeah, I think I think it's very good actually. As well though, I've been um. Watching quite a lot of Tottenham Women's this season, and they haven't had a good season. But they, um, they, you, you can go to the games really, really easily. Then, do they play at the ground? Not often, but like they'll. It's so
1: weird, isn't it?
2: But it's quite like when I went the last. So the last game of the season, they did like a double header where you you watch Spurs men, and then your ticket was eligible for you to then stay and watch the women. Um, which was great, but unfortunately, Tottenham men. I think it was against Brentford, and they lost like three one, and like really tanked it. So no one stayed; they all just left, sort of despondently. So, what, I, the women were going to play an hour or so after that match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got tickets to the women's game. So I went to the women's game, and it was it was incredibly empty, and like, but, but it was still really cool. So there's there's no point in them playing there week in week out, right. but. When they play Arsenal or, you know, one of the big teams, Manu, whatever, they'll put those games in there. Like during the international breaks in the men's game, the women's game will go into the main stadiums. Um, so I'd honestly recommend it so much, particularly like the, there's still quite like a big disparity in the women's Super League between the top teams and the, the bottom teams, because it, it really is, like, a very underinvested sport. So there are, like, top teams that are invested in and then the rest are just sort of trying to play catch-up. Yeah, as I say, there is a disparity. But if you go and watch Man U Arsenal, you know, Chelsea, Man City, you're going to see a very good quality of game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the Tottenham Stadium is superb. Are the seats
2: padded? I don't think they're padded, but they're, like... Is that what you need from it? Like a nice... You could take your own cushion, David. <coughs> Just to lean into the tragic middle-aged man trope.
1: <laughs> I love the idea of a little recliner. A little cushion.
2: No, I think they've got... They're like those, those plastic ones, but they've got a bit of, like, give to it. They're, they have. They're quite comfy. But they didn't make the same mistake. The Emirates, I think, is too comfy. And that's why they struggled to get an atmosphere going. Because, like... For an atmosphere, you need to be on top of each other a little bit, and I think the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, like, you're just on top of each other enough.
1: I did a gig on my tour in Swansea. Have you ever played that cinema in Swansea? Don't think so. No. So all the seats are just like beanbags.
2: No, that's like, not
1: like like built into these wooden frames. So you come out, Ey! and everyone's just like that. <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, you want everyone to feel uncomfortable, don't you? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Or not uncomfortable, but like not asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that, they were getting some shat immediately. Did they have backs to it? Sort of. It's just so comfy. It's a little cinema <laughs> in Swansea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I won't go and watch music like like festivals. I'm just not interested. But if you give me a little comfy recliner, I'll go and watch. Not it. not at the
0: football. Not. The football.
1: Question six: Least favourite away ground.
2: Um, the Emirates is up there. Mm.
1: Um, Who are Palace's
2: rivals? Brighton. Of course. I've never been to the Amex, actually. Oh, it's beautiful. Actually, I have been to the Amex. I went to see the women's... There were quite a lot of the women's Euros there. And it's fine. Yeah, it's a decent stadium. I'll give them that. But the travel there and back, absolutely...
1: a nightmare. Wonderful. You've got to get that little train from Brighton Station to Falmer. Yeah, uh, it's weird that it Brighton That makes sense.
2: Do you want me to tell you why?
1: Yes, and also, do you know the seagulls, eagles?
2: Yeah, story that they just started saying it after we said it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> Was yeah. that question seven? Can you tell us about the origin of seagulls and eagles? Um, why? Why are they? your rivals? Um, in um, the 70s, I believe it was Alan Mullery and Terry Venables were our respective managers and they had been rivals in their playing days. And that season, due to like league matches, cup matches and cup replays, we played each other five times and basically... They sort of were going at each other then it spilled onto the pitch then it went into the stadium and it just went off and each game got progressively worse and worse and worse with it like you know stuff building up to the, the match and ever since we've just hated each other and they when we would sing eagles eagles they would start singing seagulls back so that's where this oh, right seagulls,
0: seagulls. well i've never heard that story before no
2: yeah normally have which is um crazy is it a bit
1: is it nasty when you've been to a derby
2: um it's difficult to say because i don't involve myself in that stuff like i think if you want it to be not me no I'm like I'm one of these people where I'm all mouth but no action if it actually came to a fight I'd be like no way no way I'm lovely um, all I've done is incite you to a violence. Why are you? why do you now keep violent back <laughs> um, no I won't involve myself in that but I think I think it could get hairy if you wanted it to if you were that sort of bloke that you know you needed to get punched in the face to feel something I think you could I think you could right but it's not like, it's not like Newcastle, Sunderland,
1: or you know,
2: next like to Plymouth. Next
1: to Plymouth. John, it, have you ever been to a Devon derby and you've been like that?
2: Come
0: on, fucking. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I, I don't care about the other team most of the time, but I've been to a few Devon movies where, like, I mean, I remember like a police officer got stabbed at a Devon derby and people punching police horses and police horses kicking people and all sorts so like yeah the devon Derby can notoriously be never pretty bad but it's got better with recent
1: snapping years. you've never snapped
0: nah i'm too i'm a pretty laid-back guy in that regard like you'd have to do something pretty extreme to get me to like bite
2: it's also like if you snapped like uh, like you're gonna get beat up right there's no
0: yeah exactly no I, like
2: way that i could fight a man
0: I mean, look at me. I'm not exactly the biggest figure in the world, am I? I, I can uh, I can hold my own in a fight. I don't think.
2: Yeah, and like I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather walk away from something than like.
0: And also, I'd get no pride or enjoyment out of beating the crap out of someone to show them that I'm like, so, what? What does that show? Like, what? I'm stronger than you. Great. Well done. Sort of yeah. thing. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't. Don't make any sense to me. Yeah. The wise man
1: he walketh away.
0: <laughs> there Is you go. That- my- my shiatsu
1: teacher told me that when I was about 18. Shiazu? Huh?
2: What's shiatsu?
1: Acupressure. <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> the wise man, he walketh away, David.
2: <laughs> so, so you're embarrassed by literally everything else in your life, but not that? Happy to touch
1: other human beings. Right,
2: okay. But not, not during limbs. Do <laughs> you see limbs as like a form of acupuncture?
1: I wasn't happy. I stopped. <laughs> there was a bloke in the class when we were working <laughs> on.
2: I'm <laughs> following <laughs> <away> as well.
1: <laughs> Didn't
2: follow
0: me.
1: But there was a bloke in the class and I, when we were working on legs. Uh... And I remember going, You're touching my balls. With your knuckle, are you aware of that? And did you
2: say that to him? (laughs) No,
1: just just like that. Okay, Hmm. this is really
2: relaxing. What a rich life you've led.
1: Okay, (laughs) question seven. If you could travel back in time, which game would you watch?
2: I do feel like do you just get the nineteen sixty six World Cup final all the time? No, no, no. I don't know if we've had it. Maybe
0: a lot of people. A lot of people just choose like like their teams, like game that they'd go back and watch. We haven't really had a lot of nineteen sixty six. That'd be a cool one though. And do
2: you know what? As well, like I would love to. Um, well, maybe I wouldn't have loved to have been there. Maybe just the YouTube repeats are enough. But the, the Istanbul final in 2005. Liverpool?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing, cool. wasn't it? What a game that would have been.
2: I, I cite that as like firmly solidifying my, my love of football. That, that game was just insane. And like... Yeah, being that
1: was crazy.
2: Being allowed to stay up to watch the pens... And just be like, I didn't know football could do, like, be like this. I didn't know football could do that. It was extraordinary. But the 66 World Cup final is just like, you, you you don't know whether you're going to get to see England win something in your lifetime. So what, why not go back and just
0: be Guaranteed like, win, yeah.
2: Be there just watching. Yeah, because
1: uh, Liverpool, they were three nil down, weren't they? Did Shevchenko miss a goal to go four nil up?
2: Uh, I think it was. Um, I don't remember that, but I remember they went. It was three all, and then Dudek made like a like.
1: Oh, uh, maybe that's it. Yeah.
2: World-y, um like from Point Blank Rage, it was like that. That was when you were like, oh, this is like destiny. Liverpool's yeah. destiny.
1: Yeah. Well, that's two good I choices. The treble in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Um and that was very special indeed.
2: Where was the Champions League final, don't you?
1: I can't remember was it,
2: was it in Barcelona?
1: It uh, might have been. Was it in the Nuka? It Might have been, yeah. Yeah.
2: It was against to Munich, right? Yeah. Yeah. That well, was that
0: be. memorable? He can't even remember where it happened.
2: Where did you watch where did you watch that game? In my flat. And did
1: you go mad? Like that
2: that must off. Was... I had
1: a real low I've said it before I had a real low I'd stopped watching football for about 15 years because so I was like why, why am I bothering watching any more of this?
2: Well, after you'd had that high?
1: yeah because they won everything
2: <laughs> that's crazy
1: yeah I really went off football yeah so careful what
0: you wish for John <laughs> you don't do go. shit do you? Uh, not about the treble now or i'd i'd if exit city won the treble i wouldn't be there like oh god what am i gonna do now i'll just go right let's go again
2: <laughs> you don't know that's what i, I, I thought would just like give you some kind of freedom as well of like i'll always have that like leicester fans getting relegated this year they're like but we'll always have the premier league we'll always have the fa Cup. And yeah once if, if palace did it i'd be like i'm that's that's if, if Palace won something, I'd be like, that's more than I could have asked for. What's the best
1: that? What's the best realistically that Palace can achieve? What's the best they can get? How oh, far can they go?
2: A season in Europe, I would be buzzing. Yeah, yeah, I'd be absolutely. Yeah, sure, they can get that, can't they? But like, you look at all the teams above you, and like, we just we're just fine. Like, we could get ninth this year, but. It would it would just be like a like a rare season where, you know, certain teams had a, that usually get those spaces would have an off season. So yeah. it, I don't know. You're reliant on a lot of other factors, I guess.
1: Yeah.
2: But Roy said Roy said that we're aiming for top half finish, and that would be oh, our
1: first. Have
2: you met Roy? I've met Roy. Yeah. You have met Roy. I've Met Roy. Yeah, he's lovely. Have you? Yeah, he's he's a real. Um, there's,
0: there's a real star quality to him. Is
2: there? Yeah, there's... You've, there's
0: really, you've met quite a few... I think I've think i actually met Roy Hodgson. Fun fact. Got a selfie with him. Did, did you think he had a bit of star quality to him? I was quite young. So I was, don't think I was, like, conscious enough to, like, recognise star quality. I just remember thinking, he's England manager, let me get a selfie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do think... I think there's a bit of a, like... Um, like, if you haven't met Roy... Or like you just see Roy in the media like, why has this old man done so well? But yeah. then I think if you, if you meet him, he's got this incredible ability to make you feel like you're the most special person in the room in that moment. And for a football manager, that's a fantastic quality. Mm. And he's also very smart, very intelligent, very perceptive. Um, and yeah, it feels like he he uses his words incisively rather than just like babbling on.
1: Barry, that's one of my favourite bits of my new football club, that little Roy Hodgson bit. That's nice. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I sort of wanted to give him a hug then. Oh. I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, Roy Hodgson's special. I didn't realise that.
2: I think he is, yeah. Yeah. Does that make me um, goated in the annals of... Um, yes,
1: Ryan... you go on to the leaderboard. Above
2: James Gill. <laughs>
1: you uh. go on to the top ten of the leaderboard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who's the best player you've seen in the flesh Anyone. so I, actually um, a few years back maybe 2016, 2017 I don't remember when I was living in Seven Sisters and my mate was a Tottenham fan and he couldn't take his um Like, he he had a ticket for Tottenham versus Real Madrid in the Champions League and he couldn't take it and I just kept pestering him, give it to me, you've got to give it to me, you've got to give it to me. Because I was like, this is probably going to be my one chance as a Palace fan to see Ronaldo. And talking of, like, star quality, it it was like you were watching two different players. What year was this? Would it have been 2017? 2017? 2017. So he's so
1: he's early 30s here then, right?
2: And him and Ramos moved around the pitch. Different. They were like Adonis's, like carved out, like you know Greek sculptures carved out of stone that have been made animate. That just like slid across. They were just. I'm not sad. They were just oh, like. Were they something to you know? Shit.
1: I mean, were you sat there going? He's breathing my air. I'm
2: yeah, the same. Saying... Not so much that it was more like. Do you remember they used to do on Sky Sports? They used to do those player cams where you could like just watch one player for the whole game. I, I was doing that with Ronaldo, just like trying to watch his movement and just be like, why is he so much better than everyone? Like, um, yeah, and I think he's an absolute tosser. But I was like, I just need to go and. Yeah. I need experiencing first hand. like I need to say like, I watch Ronaldo live and then they got beat 4-1 by Spurs and that that was really cool as well because like, like we were saying with Limbs earlier like I don't support Spurs but I was I really enjoyed that celebration because like there were blokes around me that never sort of thought they would see Spurs beat Real Madrid and it was just really cool to be a part of that yeah
0: that is cool. I was out at the game where Ronaldo um, stropped off at Man United before the game finished.
2: What are you? I bet that was just Yeah. Fun,
0: funny. yeah. Sort of the get. He'd, I think he'd asked to be c- come on as a sub. he turned it down, didn't he? And then just walked down the tunnel. Yeah, walked right past. Is that the one where he
2: smacked
0: the phone? Right... Uh, I'm not too sure. I was I was right by the tunnel so I remember hearing what was no. happening down there and then he just walked right past. He still had his earrings in and so he knew he weren't gonna. He didn't want to come on He just walked past. Yeah.
1: Is that when he left early as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, he left. Left the game like he, he was walking past to go get changed while they were still playing on the pitch. Yeah. Didn't clap anyone. Was getting booed.
2: That I would have been. I would have been like on the floor laughing.
0: Playing. I, I didn't know at the time that he'd left. It wasn't until like a, like a few hours after when I got home that I realised he'd left because he was throwing a tantrum for not playing.
2: Oh man, sorry. I was gutted he didn't play. Watching, watching the like. The fall of that man has been an absolute honour and pleasure. <laughs> you know when like the narcissists get their comeuppance and you're like this is fantastic
1: Um Worst experience you've had at a game, Chloe?
2: Do you know what? I actually couldn't think of one of these and then when we were talking, I, I thought of one earlier and I was like, I'll save it. We, When I was a kid, we went to, when Charlton were in the Prem, we played them, I think, in the Carling Cup or, what you know, whatever it was called then. So we went to the away end because, you know, it wasn't that far away from where we lived in Kent. Me, mum, dad, my brother. And we beat them 2-1 or 2-0. And the whole game, the whole um, half-time... this is just like a side note, the, the like halftime announcer was calling us, um, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace, and, um, he got fired, he got sacked for doing it, which, I like, (laughs) did he? Yeah, it was just, it was just funny, but then, after the game, now this is bleak guys, so, um, a, a warning, but, we were with the Palace fans and the Charlton fans were trying to get us so we had to walk out of the ground behind police. Were you with
1: your mum and dad as
2: well? Yeah, we, we were just, uh, we, we were there and that they they probably would have left us alone, I would argue, because we were with me and my brother and so we followed these police officers and I was a little bit scared but I was like, mum and dad are here, I'll be fine and we peeled off to go around the corner and some guys in Balaclavas followed and basically said to my dad like you think we wouldn't do anything to your kids but we would and my dad like squared and was like fuck off basically and my, my dad never gets angry he never swears like he's the most chill placid guy and he, i think he just went back off and then like ran me and my brother like away but yeah i didn't know i i remember like it'd be feeling really ominous when I was a child, but I didn't really understand what was going on because like, I didn't really understand the social dynamic that they like entered into. And it was only like a few years later when I like said to my mom and dad, like that was really scary. Right. They were like, yeah, those, <laughs> those, those adults threatened, threatened you, which, yeah. And, and I think it was, it felt like an empty threat, but yeah. Yeah. They were yeah, just that, that like bleakness of football fans that, your ego could be so bruised that you would threaten to hurt children. How old were you at the time? Oh, seven or eight. Oh my god! No more than that. Like little kids. Fuck. Um Yeah, it's, it, it, isn't isn't it mad? Like the.
0: It's the, mental.
2: Yeah. What 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 hurt football fans would say because their egos have been bruised. I was just to
1: get at the start of this anecdote. I was like, oh, it's really nice. You went to football with your mum, your dad, your brother. And I was thinking, oh, let's mm. go with Nomi and take the boys, all of us as a little family, and then it ended there.
2: <laughs> the anecdote ended there. But well, you have to remember, we went to hundreds and hundreds of games as a family when we were children. Did you really, I love you did that. Yeah, it was it was honestly amazing, and it was only like a couple was of your years. Your mum ago. really into it as well. She, my mum, said to me, I didn't have one clue what was going on the whole the whole time. She was like, I didn't. I didn't know when it was a throw, I didn't know it was offside, I just knew when to stand up. She and just what,
1: she just wanted to be there as a family and have a day and,
2: together. And she like she loved it as well. Like she really she knew all of the play who all the players were. She kind of had a sense of like who was good and who was bad just from like watching. But she just loved the atmosphere and like she she would cheer so hard when Palace would win. And yeah, I think she just we just all we liked being together and we liked that ritual
1: of going together it was lovely yeah I love that I'm trying to give a convinced Nomi to do that I think, yeah. I, I think I'll think i get her
2: maybe did, did she like season? football
1: too no. no we went to watch Exeter Ladies last year and she, she sort of enjoyed the first half and then she was a bit like yeah, um, yeah yeah I think I could get I know if I took her and she went to a few games she'd start to enjoy all the characters and but she's just got to invest a bit of time yeah if you're listening my dear final final question Chloe what ex- interesting fact have you got about your team
2: well I thought like the, the rivalry one was pretty good but yeah that
1: was good uh, yeah,
2: but I'm afraid you can't double up. So I'll ask <laughs> again, well, we had a live eagle as our mascot for some time. A live one.
0: Yeah, a really yeah, live... that yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that
2: yeah, her name was Kayla, and she'd come and she'd like just before, just like five minutes before, um, she'd like fly across the pitch, and that's Kayla, brilliant. She had a very difficult life, actually. She she eventually died of a heart attack. And apparently um, heart disease is very prevalent in the um, bald eagle community. Um, And she. All your anecdotes
1: take a left turn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A left bleak turn. (laughs)
2: No, not all of them, just the no. last two. No. I've just, I, we've had a lovely time. I've had a, I've had a lovely afternoon out. heart
1: I, disease and bald
2: eagles. But I want to end on a sad note, OK? Um, Kay, Kayla went through a very difficult life, actually. she I think she was um, stolen from her uh, habitat and not looked after very well, and then she got rescued Um, And they couldn't, like, reintegrate her into her natural habitat. So they looked after her, and then something else bad happened, but I can't remember what. And so she, honestly, she's been through a lot, and I just think it was a real rags-to-riches story. And I think all that that lovely little eagle achieved is a a lesson to us all. You know? Wow. lovely. That is lovely. (laughs) So she would fly over, the swoop
1: over the ground a couple of times.
2: Yeah, it's nice that that's the bit you've taken away from my whole story. Um, yep, yeah, she, she would just fly up and down a few times, and we go, "Wow, an eagle." With clogged <laughs> arteries. Yeah, yeah, just just pecking at all of our burgers. <laughs> <laughs> i to have shots of uh, insulin yeah. <laughs> on every turn.
1: And she had a bad life, and blah 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 blah. Um,
2: <laughs> is that good enough? I can give you another. Oh, that's a crack.
0: No, that was brilliant. That is perfect.
2: Thank you so much, Chloe. Thanks, Thank you back, I've, had, I've honestly had such nice time. Thank you. I really.
1: Oh, agree. it's it's great, and um, yeah, good luck. It's a shame this can't. I'll, I'll plug I'll plug it anyway when you go up there. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be fun.
2: lovely.
1: But yeah. have a great time in Edinburgh. Thank you. Good luck yet with yet, the man.
2: thing that we can't say. Yeah.
0: Good yeah,
2: luck. Well, I promise. I'm, I promise. If there's any ever any extra to big news, then I will hit you guys up. Oh, big time, mint <laughs> Right. There will there will never be any exit. No, you don't know. We could have done a. We could have done a, Was his name Jay Stansfield? We could have done something on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We could have done. We
2: right. could have. Um, we could have put um, your one tear in a test tube and. Yeah, all oh, my trousers fall down.
1: Look at this. <laughs> uh, look at this yeah. funny incident. We'll do a feature. Great. Um, yeah. yeah. right. Thank you so much, Chloe. It's been brilliant. And good. Be lovely. Have a great
2: afternoon. Cheers. Bye.